Hey, welcome back to Season 3 of Pigeon Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Focus Family Podcast. This is Chris and today's co-host, Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us, we're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So it's been a long time since I've been able to say this, but how goes it, Seabass? Oh, man. Yes, it feels like it's been 10 years, but... Been, five months. months. Yeah, five months. Yeah, it's, <laughs> five months. It's, it's been been interesting, that's for sure. Um, no, a lot have happened, right? Obviously, um, as people know, like we, I had taken over as the head coach for for a hockey team and, and GM, so that, you know that brought in a lot of time commitment at the rink, away from the rink. Um, and then obviously the biggest news, you know, my wife and I had our son land in on November third. Um, which has been crazy. You know, people say, oh, like, catch up on your sleep. And I've always been like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, it's fine. Now I'm like, holy, I'm like, I wish I would have slept for months. Like, I wish I would have hibernated. For the <laughs> um, and, and then, like, just, you know, obviously the day-to-day and having a newborn and, and you know, a lot. Like, um, not to turn this podcast dark, um, but um, I, I've been trying to uh, – it's not really dark, but I've been trying to kind of be – a light in, in kind of the men's mental health, especially for, for in the hockey community. Um, you know, I was diagnosed with postpartum depression right after we had our son and, and kind of anxiety and dealing with that. So it's been, it's been crazy, but it's been all positive. I mean, it, it's been something where I went through a bit of a dark time, but I'm able to put some light on it for, you know, our players or, or anybody else in, in the hockey community who might be struggling and um, just been balancing schedules. And, and for people who listen to this and we talk about, you know, how this podcast is a family, I mean, Chris and I have been in contact for pretty much the entire time, you know, just haven't been able to kind of connect schedules for a natural podcast, but it's been great. But yeah, life's been crazy, man. How you been? Oh man, I've been, it's, it's been a crazy time keeping the podcasts going. Like you said, like it, it's it literally in terms of like keeping a podcast going versus having a child uh, on a scale of one to a hundred, I'm like a 0.001 compared to having a child. <laughs> I mean, everyone I know has kids. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. And it, it can take, you know, as, as amazing as it is, you know, you, like you said, with uh, with mental health, um, it's a lot because it's not only having a child, but you still have a full-time job. You're still married and you have all the responsibilities of being, you know, a partner in a relationship. And you are a head coach and GM of, of a hockey club. So there's a lot that goes into that. So people shouldn't be, I guess, shy to, to discuss their mental health issues. And I think we've talked about this previously on the podcast, not previously, multiple times on a podcast. Because I think all of us on this podcast, at one point or another, have easily dealt with that issue. And I would say that most of us are on this podcast because we were dealing with the issue at the time we jumped onto the podcast. You know, we started this podcast during COVID. A lot of people were struggling with mental health issues. You know, there's a lot of you out there listening right now that are struggling with the same thing for multiple different variations of reasons out there. You're, you're having, you know, issues and definitely, you know, reach out, reach out to somebody in your life, reach out to a mental health professional, seek help. Uh, there's a lot of avenues out there. We've uh, all I, dealt I, with it. Just just to jump in there, like I, I just have to say, like, I, I I kind of put something else put something else on um, Bella's talk day here in Canada, and it was just kind of my story. And and let's be honest, like we all we've all dealt with a little bit of something, but you know our, our pride or yeah. hey we're we're a male, we can't have this issue. And I think that's the biggest issue is 
men's mental health is, is still kind of something that isn't put out as much as it can. But at the end of the day, if there is someone struggling, you guys, my socials are always on here. Um, feel free, free to reach out. But definitely don't be afraid to reach out to a professional. I mean, I did. And within two weeks, I understood what was wrong. And that was the hardest part. It's not it's not knowing something's wrong. Sometimes we all know there's something wrong or there's something there. It's just understanding what the issue is and what triggers those issues. Like now, I'll be honest, like first couple of weeks having our child, it was really rough not knowing what was going on with me, not knowing how to deal with a child. You know, obviously first child, not, you know, you, you want to be a good parent. You don't know how to do these things. And it honestly, once I reached out and figured out what was going on with me, not only did it make me a better dad, a better person, better husband, and going back to hockey, I think it made me a better hockey coach because now when I speak to kid like I, I i try to avoid trigger words like words that like to me were like if i'm in his shoes and a coach tells me like hey do this or you did this wrong or whatever however they word it you know if it's going to trigger me or if i think you know 16 year old me is going to get triggered by that i try to avoid that and it doesn't mean it's going to trigger that kid but hey uh, how many times have you know we've learned that uh, you know a, a hockey players had mental health issues and probably dealt with it for years and, and never said anything so just not to make the, you know this podcast about that but definitely definitely reach out uh, friends friends are great too like chris has been great the habs fanatic himself steve has been great. <laughs> um you know we, we've chatted on and off here he, he's been awesome so it, it definitely reach out to professionals reach out reach out to your friends um there's nothing wrong with it there, there's nothing wrong being with not being okay like it's part of life these days life's crazy since covid uh, life was crazy before COVID. Let's let's be honest here. It it makes you better. It'll make you a better person longer, and it'll make you, you know, if you're coaching hockey or you're recruiting for hockey or you're doing a hockey podcast or whatever, it, it'll it'll make you want to kind of understand people around you a little better too. So I definitely say like if you have an opportunity to reach out to somebody and you need to, absolutely do it. Don't be shy. Like it's like f the stigma really. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that, and I you know like I said we won't go on too much farther on this podcast about it, but uh, you know we've we both dealt with it. Everyone on this podcast, every host on this podcast has dealt with it. You know, reach out, reach out to somebody because we we've, we've unfortunately lost several people in the hockey world, especially in the junior hockey world, on both the men's and women's side to mental health issues this year. So, reach out to someone. Someone out there wants to talk to you. It's uh. It can be tough. <laughs> Life can be tough, especially right now where there's a lot of uncertainties. There's a lot of rising costs. There's a lot of uncertainties. There's a lot of people with some, you know, dealing with some big issues. And yeah, and I, like you said, like you've reached out to Steve. Steve reached out to me. I've reached out to Steve and you. Um, and I've definitely been on the phone with you guys when one of us is just literally yelling at the top of our lungs for 10 minutes while the other one's just listening, <laughs> you know, because life gets difficult. And uh, yeah, so reach out to somebody. There's there's plenty of people out there willing to help. We care. We really do. We, we Hockey is a big family. So reach out to somebody and like he said, end the stigma. But Sebastian, you have been incredibly busy this year, not only with having the kid, but you know, you've, you've been the head coach and the GM of a hockey team this year. Tell us a little bit about the Carlton Plays Canadians U18 team so far. Oh man, it's been it's been crazy, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. Just a great group of kids. We're a super young team, so you know, lots of lots of learning curves, and we still go through it. I mean, I honestly, I think if you look at our schedule, we're probably the team who have lost and won the most one goal games. You know, we're sitting, I think, in ninth right now, ninth, tenth, and ninth. I think it's ninth, and our goal differential is only two. Like we've been tight, tight games. Um, my hair has been grayer and grayer every time I go to the rink. But it's been a lot of fun. We have a lot of super talented kids who, who make it fun. Last year, actually, before I took over this team, uh, they were a six-win team. Lots of talent, just you know, 
but sometimes things don't fall into place. And this year we're actually already sitting at 14 wins. Uh, we're two wins away from holding the most wins in a CPC U18 season. So um, that's something I kind of take pride in. I mean, it, it, for us, it's not all about winning. It's about developing these kids and make sure they get drafted to the O or get a chance to play junior next year. But, you know, at the end of the day, you still kind of look at those wins. And that's something for me that personally, at least, I, I take pride in, in kind of we're developing kids, but we're also kind of developing the winning habits. So it, it's been it's been a lot of fun. We're making a charge up the, the, the standings here before playoffs. So it, it's been a year where uh, we have kids who come in who were just kind of pushed aside by some coaches. And, and now I'm getting, you know, texts and phone calls about them from different, you know, OHL teams and asking me, you know, what kind of person they are, you know, good habits, bad habits and all that kind of stuff. And it's been, uh, it's been something interesting. Obviously, as an assistant coach, you don't really deal with a lot of that. And um, sometimes as a head coach, you don't really deal with a lot of that either. But as a GM, that obviously falls on your lap. So it's been cool to kind of see how, you know, the major junior kind of looks at their players and what they're looking for and, you know, you know habits. And, and it's not just for players out there listening. It's not just the player they look at. Like, I, like I, they know who you are as a player. They watch you. It's not hard. Hockey TV, highlights, you name it. They'll watch you. The questions I get really is just, you know, hey, how is so-and-so away from the rink? Is so-and-so a leader in the room? Like, where does so-and-so sit? Does so-and-so switch beside who he sits beside? Um, you know, how so-and-so's family life? Like, just things like that where it's just, like, they want to know who the human is. So your hockey, obviously, your skill is going to do the talking for the first time. That's kind of what get, gets you into their door. But just being a good person kind of brings you all the way in, into that organization. So there's players out there that are, are young and, and you know, and you've got guys who may be a little bit more skilled than you, but you're just a rock star, you know, in the room. Boys love you. You, you do all the right things for the team. You do all the right things on the ice and, and everyone loves you and you're a good person. I can guarantee you someone's going to find you. So it, it's been fun learning that. It's been, it's been, it's been super interesting, that's for sure. I mean, I think you hit the, the nail on the head right there. You're the GM of a team now. So there's a lot of, like you said, OHL, maybe QMJHL teams reaching out to you, asking you about a specific player because they're monitoring the players. And it, it's kind of along the lines of like our podcast here. We put a lot of highlights out there. We cover the very strongly at this point, the USPHL West. We have GMs and head coaches and scouts reach out to us and they're like, hey, just point us in the direction. Because they know we're not part of the organizations. We're not in the day-to-day with, you know, Organization X. But they're like, point us in the direction. And we those are the messages and emails that we get. Now, I imagine when we point those coaches, GM scouts in that direction, they're reaching out to those teams from there on out. And when they do reach out, like you said, it's not it, – they're not – don't get me wrong. If you put 50 points up in 30 games and you're an all-around, you know, great kid on and off the ice, like obviously you're going to get found. But to me, it's more like the kids that maybe you're putting up 28 points in 30 games. Like, that that's still phenomenal. Like, today's – and I get today's kid wants to put 100 points 28 games. Like, I get that. But even if you're just a guy who just goes out there, works, you know, works his back end off and just does the right things, blocks shots, kills penalties, just kind of interacts with their teammates in a positive way on the ice, like, they're going to notice that, and then they start kind of asking questions. I, I just actually – I recently was talking to somebody, and, and they're talking about kind of – where a certain kid might get drafted and, you know, how maybe past seasons with maybe a coach who didn't respect the player's game as much as they should have and kind of put them in certain situations to make them better. Um, and talking about like where they're going to end up. And, and to me, it's just, it's not where, it's not where you go. It's not, it's not what round you're drafted and not what team you go to. It's what you do when you get there. If you're the very last pick of the very last round, Yes. Are you? Is the player who got picked first overall maybe getting a little bit more attention? Absolutely. If you go outwork them, 
and make them literally look bad by just like outworking them, doing the little things off the ice, cleaning up the room, you know, guys leave tape everywhere, you're picking it up, you're you're interacting with your coaches, you're asking the right questions, you're learning systems, you're you're doing all these things, you're putting yourself in a very good position. So it's not where you get drafted, when you get drafted, it's what you do when you finally get there. Couldn't agree with you more there. And I mean, there's so many examples. We just point right there at the National Hockey League. You got guys like, you know, Henrik Lundqvist, you know, I'm a goalie fanatic, seventh round pick. Everyone in the hockey world knows him now because he's one of the greatest goaltenders of all time. How many goalies were picked in just his draft alone that no one knows the name of? Not just that, but the amount of goalies picked first to the sixth rounds from the last like 15, 20 years that have never played an NHL game and nobody knows their name. But, you know, Henrik Lundqvist and he was picked basically as like, yeah, let's, you know, let's throw one at one of the uh, the scouts that because I think when they get that deep in the rounds, like the first round or two in the National Hockey League, and I think maybe for almost any level, um, the organization knows what they're targeting specifically. They know that these are the players we are going after. This is what we want. When you start going third round and beyond, that's where they're really trusting their scouts. They're like, who do you really believe in? Like the organization might not see the talent in, uh, you know, because was Martin Martin St. Louis wasn't even drafted, right? Am I correct? He wasn't drafted. I'm, I'm pretty sure you are correct. Yeah. So Martin St. Louis, like. If there's a if there's a scout out there that's like, look, I fourth round, like let's go after the St. Louis kid, you know. And if the organization has trust in that scout, they're like, we don't see it, but okay, we trust you, you know. Especially if a scout's going like, no, I will bend over backwards. This kid is somebody we want in this organization. And if you get drafted, you were noticed. Doesn't matter what, you know. Even if you weren't drafted, like Martin St. Louis, it doesn't mean you weren't noticed. It just it could be the scout, the organization just couldn't you know there's a lot of internal battles in organizations and i think you as a gm and head coach know that now there's a lot of discussion about what the organization needs what they're looking for moving forward and you know there might be only you know depending on the league like 15 players drafted in in a specific year but that means there are probably like 100 plus players they were looking at and there was fights. There were fights between GMs and scouts and head coaches and, and team owners going, no, this is what we want. So even if you weren't drafted, it wasn't mean you weren't looked at. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's important to keep playing your game and always look to keep advancing. And, and I think some people seriously overlook the D3 route. Like maybe you're aging out this year, uh, especially if you're in the USPHL and you listen to our, our broadcast and stuff. And maybe you're aging out this year and – you're not getting looks from D1. You're getting looks from D3, D2 programs. And you're like, oh, is it worth it? Um, yeah. Do your research and decide if it's worth it. Because you could, you know, play your ass off in a D3, D2 program. And uh, there's still scouts in the D1 looking at you guys. Uh, they need to fill holes. They need to fill spots. And um, just because maybe you don't make it out of, you know, uh, junior hockey into a D1 program doesn't mean that it's over. Uh, you, you just you got to play hard. You got to outwork everyone else, and you, you got to prove that you can you can play at the next level. And, and at the end of the day, if you don't get picked up for a D1 program or whatever, it's not the end of the world. There's a lot to you know outside this podcast only being hockey. There's a lot to life outside of hockey. <laughs> and uh, you know while while you're playing hockey, you should definitely be looking for other things that you're very passionate about because there's a lot of really cool like dude. I tell you what. If I would have been able to get into like woodworking a lot sooner, 
I'd probably be a lot better carpenter. You know, I'm, I'm like a, I wouldn't even call myself an apprentice. I just call myself a guy who looks at stuff on YouTube and, and tries to recreate what they're doing. But, you know, it's something I really, really enjoy doing and you can make a lot of money. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot to life beyond hockey. And I think that goes back to our mental health aspect. And just like, just really quickly, like just talking about like the guys that like and girls who like, oh, I didn't get my D1 offer. So like, that's it. Like you've worked your entire life to get to your goal. Okay, so you fell short of goal A for now. Why not go to plan B or plan C and keep working towards plan A? And like, that's the biggest thing when like, well, I didn't get drafted, you know, so I'm done playing hockey. Okay, well, you're a junior A talent. So why don't you go play junior A, play four years and maybe get committed to a school? Maybe it's not Div 1. Okay, go do a Div 3, Div 2, whatever. Play your ass off and get recognized at D1 or get recognized pro somewhere else. Go play in Europe. Go play wherever. It's just... That's the big thing, too. It's just, like, if I have to share a message I've learned from this year, it's just, again, it's not where you go. It's what you do when you get there. That's the biggest thing. Like, just don't give up on your dreams because plan A didn't work out. Because if we're all just going to look for plan A and plan A and that's it, a lot of us would be doing – I would be doing nothing right now because uh, I wanted to go to the NFL when I was playing football. I wanted to go to the NHL when I was playing – heck, I thought I was going to go to the NL because I was playing high-level lacrosse. None of those things worked out. Am I pretty happy with my life right now? Absolutely. I've got, a, you know, an amazing wife. I've got a home, you know, a son. I, I love coaching hockey. I'm getting to, to, you know, grow as a hockey coach now instead of a hockey player. So, you know, big thing is, is like you're talking about, if you're getting recruited by somewhere where you just weren't quite expecting to go there, take the leap and just keep working towards your goal. Yeah, because it's not only that, but you don't, one thing I've picked up on in life and you know, I've been on this planet for a little while, is you don't know who you're going to meet along the way. You don't know by accepting that program and going here that assistant coach or equipment manager X on the team you're playing for is the sudden connection to where you discover the next stage of your life, whether in or with outside of hockey. The stories are endless. You got to follow, and I think the people who are looking for the blueprint. And I've had this discussion with several people. They're looking for a, a blueprint for their entire life. They're like, this is where I want to be. I need I need step by step by step. I, I want – you, you've always got to look forward to the future. Like, this is what I want. This is my goal. And like you said, if you're not going to be able to get there and you're not getting those D1 offers in this, you know, because we're hockey podcast, then take the D2, D3 offer. Check out the schools. You don't know who you're going to meet at that school. You can meet the partner for the rest of your life at that school. And that's the best decision you could have ever made. But you don't know that because you didn't want to go to school X. You didn't want to play for club X. Look at the options. Look at the offers. You just don't know what life has ahead of you. And you've got to go forward with the best information you have at that time. Like you said, you're very happy. I'm very happy. I'm living in Copenhagen, Denmark. I have a hockey podcast. I get a lot of opportunities based off of it. I basically watch hockey all day. And I think kind of we went into this obviously no theme but we just wanted to chat and catch up and, and yeah and that's what this podcast is and, today <laughs> and and I think like I think the biggest thing I think like just from like listening and, and talking the biggest thing is is um you know where you are in life right now especially for the for the the kids and, and the adults and the boys and the girls and the men and the women and everybody who are still playing hockey and trying to figure it out um it doesn't always have to go to plan like again like you said like my life if I didn't have a blueprint I just I've made more mistakes probably than, than most. Um, 
but led me to where I am today. And then I couldn't be happier. I mean, I love playing the game of hockey. Don't get me wrong. I love talking the game of hockey, but what I love the most about hockey is just coaching and just being able to, to work with, you know, the players. And, and I learned just as much from them as I hope they learn from me. And it's just kind of, if plan A doesn't work out, don't worry about it because whatever plan you end up on, things will work themselves out. And, that, and that's a promise. I mean, I wouldn't trade it for the world right now. Like I, you know, my you know, awesome family, my, my amazing son, um, you know, I, I came in for the day that hopefully he falls in love with hockey. And then, um, you know, I'm, I'm teaching him how to skate and I'll do those things. And the millions, and I surprised say millions of times that I messed up, um, are all worth it. Cause that, that's kind of where the plan was. And I'm coaching hockey and then I'm just having fun and, you know, hopefully moving up through the ranks of coaching and, and that's something he'll be able to watch and hopefully find passion in. So I, I think if, if it's funny, if we kind of, our non-team kind of turned into no matter where you are, it's okay. Yeah. Um, don't give <laughs> up. It might not be where you want it to be, but it's where you need to be. Yeah. This might just be the mental health episode, which uh, I think we had like in the beginning of COVID that time really sucked for all of us. And um yeah, I think, again, people go through rough times at all, all stages of their lives. And, you know, hockey is the thing that brought all of us together. You know, it, it's been super, dude. Like, watching how your Carlton plays Canadians, the U18 team has been performing this year. has been really exciting. And, and, and watching you players out there in the USPHL West has been really exciting. And I really wish I could devote way more time to not only the Carlton plays Canadians, but the up there in the EOJHL and the NAL and the EHL and the NA3HL. And a lot of the programs we were able to watch a little bit more full-time before. If you're in those programs and you want to talk about more of those, those divisions inside those leagues, definitely reach out. We'll be looking for correspondence moving forward because uh, I can't watch that much hockey as much as I'd love to. And there was like, dude, seriously, even yesterday, I was watching, I don't remember what game. I do, I won't, I just won't say the teams, but I just like, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't watch any more hockey. And I turned off the TV. And I, th- I think even earlier this week, I, I went two days straight without watching any hockey. I just didn't want to watch hockey. I didn't care about watching hockey those days. So I had to like play catch up. This morning, I woke up. I wanted to watch hockey, and I finished Sunday's games and moved on to this week's action. But uh, you know, the ebbs and flows of life are are like such my, my ebbs and flows of. I guess my desire to watch hockey. So I try to catch as much of it as I can. And yeah, hockey is what brought us together. And hockey is what we're going to keep talking about. And man, it's been really great to have you back on. It's been weird for five months not having you on. And I know the listeners heard you talk a few a few weeks ago because we finally used a backup episode with you in it. Because uh, things didn't work out that week for a recording. So people are like, yeah, he's back. It's only been a couple weeks. Well, it's been a while. Because... <laughs> you know, I think on that bonus episode, or not bonus, but that uh, emergency episode, you had just had your first win as a coach. So it's been a while. But we, we were finally able to reach back to it. And I guess before we wrap this up, we do want to make sure we give a shout out. Again, if you're a junior goalie out there and want an amazing and affordable mask design, order your dream design for your goalie mask at maskwraps.ca. Great price, custom designs, fast turnaround, and completely removable because it's junior hockey. Who knows where you're going to be next week? Um, order yours today at maskwraps.ca and get 15% off your mask design with discount code PIGEON2023. That said, we want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to reach out if you do Junior Collegiate Hockey Worlds and wish to get on a future podcast. Also, follow us on Twitter at PageHitchOfficial to let us know what you think. This is the Pitching Hockey Podcast with Chris and Sebastian.
APHH family, thank you for everything. I will be back soon on a more regular basis. So thank you for listening and keep being part of this awesome family. We can't wait for you to jump back on, Sebastian, because I'm pretty sure the listeners have already reached out to me about the, the Arizona and, and Habs talk being far too frequent. <laughs> <laughs> and since Steve doesn't listen to these episodes, we can talk all the crap we want. But uh, until then, remember, listeners, always clear your crease.